We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. So I have a confession to make. I low-key sometimes am happy when the kids get in the way, a.k.a. cock block, because I'll be in the mood anyway. So it saves me. <laughs> Guys, I don't even think I have just one soundbite for this episode. I'm tired of all of y'all. You and the damn kids. <laughs> Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. Let me begin this story time by saying that when you know when people say that kids will mess up your love life <laughs> and people be like, no, that's not true. Yes, it is. All the lies. It is true. I'll give you an example. Last week, I didn't even have to take story time that far back. Thursday, me and Kadeen ain't, you know, we ain't do nothing in about three, four days. So I'm my, my I'm already on high. So now it's Thursday and it's getting late at night. Kay's falling asleep. Kay's falling asleep. And I'm like, yo, 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 listen. To this. She's like, no, let's watch a movie real quick. And then we go upstairs. I'm like, fine. So we decide to watch Parasite. So we put Parasite in. And we're getting towards the end of the movie, and I'm doing what I typically do when I watch movies. I watch movies, and I glance at her. Watch movies, and I glance at her because I want to make sure she's still up because at the end of this movie, I'm about to go get my thing thing done. All right? I'm watching the movie. The movie's about to end. I look to my right, (laughs) and I see a little afro next to Kadeen. And I'm like, 12.30. Kaz got out of bed. No, this was 2 a.m., remember? Oh, no, it was 2 a.m. It It was was around 2 a.m. Kaz got out of bed and just came downstairs. And got right on the couch next to me. And was just sitting there the whole time staring right at me. <laughs> Looking me in the eyes. So this is what pissed me off. Kadeen says to me, babe, babe. Because now we, 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 we go upstairs, we brush our teeth, everything. We, we laying in the bed. She goes, babe, babe, I'm going to put him to sleep, right? Once I put him to sleep, I'm going to wake you up. I'm fading in and out of that type of sleep. You know that type of sleep people talk about when they sleep, but they they not really sleep and they feel like someone got pressure on their chest and they can't get up. I'm kind of in and out of that sleep because I don't want to go to sleep because I still want some booty, right? All I hear is... (laughs) (sighs) I was out. I turn over. He's still up. Came knocked out. Out like a light bee. I said, man, you know what? I ain't even going to do this myself. Like a light bee. Like a light bee. I went to sleep. And was pissed the next morning. So I creep. Yeah, cause been on the down low. No one is supposed to know. So I creep. Yeah, 
Yes, so Jackson Roll Mo don't know what we do. Tension goes to show. Oh, but she falls so asleep. Yeah, and I'm sitting up by myself, I and I really don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh, cause she fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, that's what you should have sang. That's exactly what you should have sang. I was like, yo, cause Jackson Roro be knowing. Yo. And Kaz. So As of late. Is, this is my life. I can't believe I'm this. I'm glad my I picked that song because you were able to remix that perfectly because instead of trying to creep life. around, I'll be asleep. I can't believe this is my life. I'll be sleeping and I'll be down. <laughs> can't believe this is my life. This is your whole entire life, babe. And I mean, it's funny. We we talk it's funny. about it's funny to who? No, it's it only, ain't funny to me. It's only funny in retrospect because I kid you not, y'all. Like our kids literally have like the most opportune times <laughs> to come and try to interrupt whenever we're trying to get a little moment. Freaky, in. like yo. And the thing is, we picked creep because we try. We I think we told y'all before about the whole closet situation. <laughs> we did. We try to wait till late, late at night. Right. That's why niggas be tired, like, <laughs> and they still be up or just moving around the house. Like, like you just trying to be quiet, and then you hear, right. "Mommy, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, go read a book or do something." And the best is just like, "I want to get in the." Like that's Cairo and Kaz this thing the middle and they fight for like who's in the middle. Like it's, it's such I know a who's thing. not in the middle. Now <laughs> don't be in the middle of nothing. No. Okay. But the best part for me at least after your story time was the fact that you said when I said, you know, let me just wait till Kaz falls asleep. I my body, whenever I'm tired, will just shut down. I don't care what I want. I could be hungry. I could just be like, you know, I might need something at that point in time. I had to pee, but I just won't get up because I'm just that tired. Meanwhile, Deval is just like, oh, she said she said I can get some. I'm going to stay up. Yes. You don't care how tired you are. Yes. Deval was one time on his deathbed. I kid y'all not. This yes. man had like 104 fever. Yes. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm good. I'm good tonight. I got Jackson in bed. You wrong. You He's wrong. sick. Like, I'm good. And I got in bed. And who's rolling his little hot ass over onto me? Yo, I was trying to give you this Devet. warm wood. Imagine what that feel like. It's warmed up. I was trying to teach. I got it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Imagine that feeling. That is so weird yeah. to even think about, Deval. Yeah. You're so Yeah, annoying. heated it up. I heated that thing up for you. Shut up, Deval. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to discuss intimacy, of course, in a relationship. But we're going to take a deep dive into the changes that happen in a relationship when you have kids, number one, um, as both of your body changes. And we're going to go back a little bit to talk about some of the issues Kadeen and I have had and some of the unresolved issues and then speak a little bit about how we're working to fix them because we're both unfinished products. Absolutely. Still working on some stuff. Still working on some stuff. And we think it's only fair. You know, we've spoken in the past about sex and intimacy. We've had some experts on the show. But we We feel like... We get a ton of listener letters about intimacy and time and finding time for your partner. And balance. And how, me particularly, um, from women, how I'm able to balance everything and the, the wants and the needs of my spouse, like how that happens. So think about this as like part three of our unofficial intimacy series where we talk about a couple things and how it's worked for us or not worked for right, us over right, the span right. of our 18-year relationship and almost 10 years And married. also an update to, to where we are. Yeah. You know, I think that we are transparent with you guys and for sure. we want to let you guys know that we're still working. Yes. You know, just like all of you guys are still working. Yeah. We don't have the magic potion 
Because some guys asked me, like, yo, bro, I had a dude ask me, say, bro, how you get to Kadeen to want to have sex all the time? And I was like, what make you think that Kadeen want to have sex all the time? Watching a one-minute video and over and over again, And that's what he says. He said, no, it. I watch you on Instagram, and y'all seem like y'all all into each other. And that's when I had to, I realized, like, you know what? I think we should, you know, let people know that, you know, for this sure. is still an ongoing process. It and is. And we've said time and, time and time again that this podcast for us is almost like a level of therapy where we're Definitely able to like therapy. talk about things. And there's always a new revelation whenever we sit down in these chairs side by side. So and we just had an argument a couple of days ago. So. Yeah. So I mean, it's only right to share share with the family. Let right. y'all know what's going the dead on. Ass family. <laughs> Spiraling off of your story about Thursday with Kaz. Leads us to another dramatic Friday. You will not believe the theatrics that went down in our household when Deval and I were trying to get out the house for date night. Yo. My kids have a way of making me feel so guilty about leaving the house sometimes <laughs> just to go spend time with their daddy. Like, Yo, full on, full on full Academy on. Award performance. Cairo oh, for f- sure. crying Full tears. Like legitimate arms, tears. Arms reaching out in slow motion. Right. I want mommy. It, yeah, it was all sorts of I put of my hand on his forehead. Dramatic. Bow, brother. <laughs> Daddy is out of here with your moms, bro. Like, don't even He really start. was. And he was like, but, and then there was like the choking, the hyperventilating, <laughs> the coughing. Like, he was about to vomit. Like, there was all that going on. And that was just his night. Jackson has his nights when he's just like, yes. oh, I want you to leave. Like, it's almost as if they rotate. Like, bro, oh let me God. tag you in. It's you tonight. Like, is this is the, okay, this is, you have the first Friday of the month. I have the last Friday of the month. And then Cash, you pop up randomly at 2 a.m. some mornings. And then we lit. We covered them right, all so fronts. That, that covers three out of the four Fridays. And then on the fourth Friday, right, K falls fall asleep. asleep. <laughs> That's about right. So, <laughs> Deval being here frustrated. That's about right. And And this is the truth, yo. I don't feel that there's enough empathy given to men who are trying their hardest to be monogamous. What? And not being able to do the things that they are supposed to be able to do with the one woman that they are supposed to live the rest of their life with. I feel like all the empathy goes You want me to feel to, bad for you? I feel like all the empathy goes towards women. Like I feel and I feel like it's unfair. I'm being honest. It Bruh. is unfair. It is so unfair. What's so unfair about it? Your your main excuse for anything we do is I had three whole boys. If I talk about washing dishes, I talk about washing dishes. I talk about valid reason. You had so many things. Three boys, one eight years ago, one three years ago, and one two years ago. And I'm still tired, and my body's still evolving and changing after those boys. So don't sit here and try to mansplain like how I'm supposed to feel after the fact. I didn't say how you're supposed to feel. All I'm saying is there's no empathy given towards men. I empathize with you. No, you don't. I do. Y'all don't because y'all because this is what women say. Because we don't have children, our life is easy. We never tired even though i am the most involved parent ever i'm never tired i've never done anything in my life and i have no reason to i'm supposed to just sit here and wait for whenever you're ready i'm not saying and that, that you're not, not tired I, I i do appreciate you as a father and a working husband and as a provider like all of that i've said time and time but, again i get it but however i'm just saying our boys. bodies function differently you are tired and that does not take away from the fact that you still want to get some ass whereas with me when i'm tired my body shuts down and i don't want nobody poking at me i understand and i'm like you know what let me let me try to do, you know, try to figure out a way to balance and do all this stuff. But then when it comes to me saying, hey, you know what? I think I may need a little more like this. It's like, but the vow, I had a baby. It's like, yo, 
How long are you going to use the fact that you had a baby as a reason why you're tired? How many? It's not just the baby, though, or the actual physical act of caring and having a baby. It's then now we have to then raise this child together. So you throw that into the mix along exactly. with us parenting and everything. I'm not going to be able to do everything the way you want it all the way. But in empathizing, exactly. it's me trying to meet you halfway. I feel like that's my empathy is like, OK, I don't feel like doing it tonight, but I'm going to muster up the strength to do it. It may not be the frequency that you want. Or the way in which you want it in that moment, but so, you still get in it, no? Let me ask a question. Because let's be honest. Let's be honest. If he wants to have sex every day, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to have sex every day. That's seven times out of the week he wants to have sex, you don't want to have sex. But he already says, you know what? I know she's not going to have sex every day. So let's have sex every two days. So that leaves, what, two more time, two times out of the week that we can have sex. And on the two times out of the seven that we do have sex, you act like you really don't want to have sex or you let me know that you're not in the mood. What kind of enjoyable sex is that for a man who's already, who's already uh, compromised on the fact that he's not going to have sex as much as he wants? But then when like we do have sex, right. But then, <laughs> like but then, seven days a week. But then when he does have sex, you have to let it known that I'm doing this because you want to have it and I'm still not in the mood. Do you think that's enjoyable for a man? Being honest. Do you still get your nut at the end? That's not the point. <laughs> it's not the point? That's oh, okay. not the point. All right. What if men or me, for example, did that to you when it came to the things you wanted? Rather than give it to you the way you want, I just do it any old way and let you know I'm only doing this because you want it. I would be seen as the worst husband in the world. Think about it. Just think about it for a second. You wouldn't, ex- you wouldn't accept that from me. Men want to be wanted the same way women want to be wanted, right? Mm-hmm. You want to feel, you want to be romanticized. You want to be taken out on dates. You you want to feel like a woman, right? I understand that. I just feel like it's daunting for me because this is something we argue about all the time, folks. So when DeVal be getting into his, his waves with it, a lot of times I'm just like, nigga, we spoke about this already. Like... You can't just speak on things and then go back to doing what you're doing because then that doesn't work. No, for sure. And I know for me, I've been guilty of that. I've been like, you know what? I'm going to change this. And then I wasn't consistent with it. So I will be fair and say that within our relationship, there's things that I wasn't necessarily consistent with. One thing DeVal has been consistent with is wanting sex every day. (laughs) That's something that we just can't And that's something that's not going to happen. It's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And we've compromised on that. And it's not healthy for me either. And it's not healthy for you. And And we've compromised on that. I think there can be a solution. Okay. And, and, and to be honest, I think the, the solution comes with effort. And that's what I think, that's why I said the thing about empathy, right? Even if you think about our podcast that we did and I talked about, we talked about chores. Mm-hmm. Every time I mentioned a chore that I was willing to do as a man, all the women cheered, right? Oh, you're the live show you're the talking live show. about. Yes. All the women cheered. Yes, if our, it was our Brooklyn live show. pumping gas. Whether it's opening the doors, pulling out chairs, paying all of the rent, paying the mortgage, paying the bills, all the mm-hmm. women cheered. The minute I mentioned a chore that a woman's supposed to do, all the women was just like, she had three whole boys. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, there is no empathy for a man who was trying to do everything he's supposed to do in his in his relationship to be the best husband he can be and still requires the romanticism and the things he wants from his wife. Because it's not just about the sex for us. And I think that's the problem. When you just turn over and you just throw your butt and say, here, you're going to get your nut anyway, that's not romantic to us. Mm-hmm. That's not making us feel wanted. The same way come Valentine's Day, if Valentine's Day happened and I don't have flowers, diamonds, dinner, you're not going to feel special. If I just come in the house and I throw flowers at you and say, here, just take it, you would look at me like, really? That's what I get? 
But constantly, men are approached that way when it comes to sex because you feel like that's what we need. We just well, need I mean, to, get to be nut. honest too, that's what a lot of men, at least in in what in conversation that I've heard or overheard mm-hmm. with men, that sometimes they talk about, yo, I'm just trying to get my nut and run, like, you know what I mean, and. To be honest, I think a lot of women probably feel that. Like, bro, Mm -hmm. you need some release, right? If you're going to get it, get it however you got to get it. Mm -hmm. You're saying it now, which is a little bit different to me. Like, oh, so there is like a process that you guys want. So it's not necessarily about hitting it and running. You want a whole... A whole episode to happen. You know not what I mean? Episode, you want I, like something to happen. Not I think just that, that people confuse the two. If you ask a man if he's trying to get his nut, and this is a man who's not trying to be monogamous, he's probably trying to get his nut. He's on the chase. So he has the chase, right? He meets different women, right? Those women are dressed up. Those women are out there looking nice. It's the whole chase and the thrill of the hunt that excites him, right? So when he gets that and he finally gets his release after the thrill of the hunt, he feels accomplished. So at that point, even if the girl is just like, whatever, I'm going to turn over and just give it to you, then there's an accomplishment there because there was a process to get to it? No, because the hunt was the process. Typically, if you're on the hunt, if you're a single man and you're on the hunt for looking for women, that woman that's, that woman you meet in the, in, the, in the bar or in the club is not going to turn over and say, here, take it. That woman's probably on the hunt like you, so they have that passionate right. one-night stand. That's something that's exciting for the both of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So now he's he's trying to find—he he gets the hunt. The hunt is he's on the prowl. He's looking mm-hmm. for different women. And once he gets the payoff, the hunt was part of the payoff. Gotcha. So once you found a woman who you want to be monogamous with, mm-hmm. and the hunt is no longer there because you have the woman you want to spend the rest of your life with and there's no hunt— the payoff isn't as grand because there is no hunt. So now it's like I'm not chasing, I'm not hunting. I'm, I'm just she's just giving it to me this way. So my thing is for especially for husbands who their life can become monotonous if everything is about the kids and then work and then the kids and then work and then when their wife comes in and then it's just like here, just take it. There's no hunt there. You know what I'm saying? No. So so this makes me think of like when you talk about this hunt, mm-hmm. looking at the course of our relationship over the past. Almost 18 Mm -hmm. years, married almost 10 years. It's kind of like the very beginning of the relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pre-kids, we're just getting to know each other. There's all that excitement around that. Absolutely. And then there transitions into this monogamous relationship where we're together. And then we get married and then you have kids. And how different things are once you have children. Absolutely. So that's pretty much what you're alluding to. Like the hunting part of it being in the very beginning of a relationship versus like... (laughs) <laughs> the end part yeah, where because become monotonous. Monotonous because like I'm I'm openly saying, and I'll say this a thousand times, your body is gonna be different after having three children. You're gonna be tired, right? And there's there's gonna be times where you're not gonna wanna have sex and I'm gonna wanna have sex. We already know that. Like that's already a thing. But what I think is missing is that I don't think women understand what's missing for us when it comes to sex. If you think it's just the nut then you're missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And there are things that you've done that have kind of excited me mm-hmm. that if we like did that stuff consistently, it would add to it outside of just being like, oh, it's just monotonous having sex. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's not really just so much about the frequency. I know for a fact we can't have sex as much as I want to have sex. Your body can't take it. Like with And that's it. Some people say this, right? Men and women, it isn't natural to be monogamous, Mm -hmm. right? It isn't normal. It isn't natural, it isn't normal to be monogamous, right? I would agree with that. It isn't natural, it isn't normal to be monogamous. But I will say this, and this will be my counter argument. You've never been great at anything in life doing anything natural or normally. 
You see what I'm saying? Hmm. So I'm not trying to be natural or normal. I'm trying to do something great. I'm trying to spend my life and build it with one person. So I'm going to have to do something great to make it work. So and make meaning it worth sacrificing. Making when sacrifice. It comes to that. Anything that it takes to be great takes an immense amount of sacrifice. Think about your greatest athletes. Think about your greatest entertainers. They sacrifice a ton of stuff that people who are considered to be normal do mm-hmm. in order to be great. It's crazy when you talk about that in like the level of sacrifice because to me it it's almost like and I'm not trying to make like downplay it or make it seem like it's comical mm-hmm. but to be a great person I want to just have to sacrifice the quality of my sex life. To me that just seems crazy. Because sex is sex is imp- if if it, if it was crazy why is it so crazy for a man to want to have sex with somebody else? Right. Well, I mean, because you like again, like you just said, it's not normal or natural for people to naturally want to be monogamous. I right. get it, but I'm just saying. I guess because in my mindset, where I value sex on my like, you know, list mm-hmm. of things is just not up there with you per se. Like, I'm a parent now. I have kids. I have a whole career. Like, we're building this together. Right. So for me, when I look at my list of things and like where things fall on that totem pole, sex is just not up there for me personally, and it is there for you. But if I say I want to have sex with someone else. It's a problem. Right, of course. So then sex is up there. Because that's a no that's a, because that's a deal breaker for you. You but can't then, say sex. But then you throw I'm talking about sex within the 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 I don't want to say confines, but within our relationship. When you throw a whole another person into the mix, then that just completely throws everything. Either off. way, sex is a priority for you because if I choose to have sex with someone else other than you, that's a deal breaker. Absolutely. So then sex is a priority. The problem is People make it a non-priority when they want to. So we got to have sex and then we have to have like subcategories under it. So there's quality of sex, frequency of sex, sex with one person. Like I guess there's like subcategories to it because like you're saying to me now, sex isn't just one sex thing. not being on my totem pole or being far up. Now you're telling me like, oh, well, if I had to cheat with somebody else, then because that's always your argument. Because if sex wasn't pro- important for you, problem. you wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter to you if I, I had sex with someone else. I guess me having sex, me, I guess yeah, you having me sex. having sex. Right. Okay. So I have to subcategory sex as it looks to devour. Yeah, that's because we're it. partners, we're teammates. Right. Okay, gotcha. so I can't so maybe just that's think of, I need to correct that. Maybe I, I need to put that little subcategory in under sex for me because it's quality, frequency, absolutely. how I feel about it, how he feels about it. I can't just so maybe say that's sex. What I was missing. I can't just say sex and not include you. You are my sex life. Right. So when I think about sex and I just include myself, or I think about myself. That's so selfish. That's why for me, what if I said, well, if she's not willing to have sex every day, that's a deal breaker because that's what I need. Mm-hmm. That's that's unfair. Oh yeah, no, we would be all the way. That's what I'm saying. All the way gone. <laughs> so that's why, but that's why there's a compromise. All the way gone. You know okay. what I'm saying? And, and then there's also sex amidst children, and and, and like which that. which creates. <laughs> so I'm at the jot this down in my in my little because plan, that creates a whole different entity of problems when you come with children. Because here's the bottom line: there is never enough time in the day for us to do all the things that we really want to do. Yeah, or need so to do. We prioritize anyway. by doing the things we need to do first. Right. And then the things we want to do end up at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reason why I think this is an important conversation is because, like you said, sex sex for you is not as important. Mm-hmm. That want thing always ends up at the bottom. But that want thing is not a want thing always for me. For That's you. a need That's thing. That's a need thing. So when it ends up at the bottom of your totem pole, but it's high on my totem pole, mm-hmm. I, I'm left feeling. As if I don't know. That might matter. be a cute little exercise for us to do. Or even for every for married what, couples to do. A sexercise. Or it's not even just like, because <laughs> that's a whole other thing. It's exercise. It right. makes me think of something right, else. Right, right. But, you know, maybe just reevaluating and jotting down 
a list of things and where it falls in terms of needs absolutely and wants i agree because i don't think we've ever really sat and done that as a couple and i think it may even no. be a cute little exercise just to kind of see where our head is especially in this space now because naturally being together in the very beginning with what we wanted and needed from each other and for ourselves right. it's completely drastically changed right to now right so maybe that we can like do that on date night next time you know what I mean? When we try to challenge now ourselves to keep to our phones down. Writing down lists of priorities. <laughs> you just turn no. date night into homework night. Well, that's better than like you being on your phone during date night or me being on my phone. Like we try to make sure we put I don't our be phones in my down. Phone on date night. I'll be looking at you and I'll be into you on date and night. And he'd be ready to go home and do you know what. So here we all it still yeah, leads back. All roads still lead back to that. Because it's been a couple of days. <laughs> right? It's been a couple of days. And speaking of which, like making time for it when you're parenting. Like yes. scheduling it in. I've thought about that. If that's a thing. Or do we just seize the opportunities when they present themselves? I like the whole seizing the opportunity when it presents itself because it offers a little bit of spontaneity. Right. Which I think... The thrill in that was always a good thing for us in being able to be spontaneous, like the fear of getting See, caught, that, things that, like that. I was going to say, I was going to say that. that is, that's fun. But my issue with that is sometimes I'm just not in the mood for sex at all. So it's like, yeah, I could be spontaneous in my mind right now. But like, damn, if my body can only like do what my mind is telling me to do. <laughs> That right. becomes the disconnect. I know, I, I, and I understand. It's I not understand. to say I don't think about it. I think you think I disregard it a lot, and it's not me disregarding it. It's me like thinking to myself, "Damn, all right, the kids asleep, my mom's not here. I could totally just like spontaneously pop up and do something right now, but goddamn, I just don't really want to because right. my body is just not right. wanting to do it. In my mind, it sounds good, but if I can get my body to respond, I, listen, it'll be it'll be on I, and popping. I completely understand that. I, I completely understand that, but. But then you have to ask yourself, like, if I, if I am in a relationship with my partner, right, that may be fine for you. But is everything you're going to do just going to be based around you? And it's just because you're not in the mood or you don't need it. Does that mean that your partner has to just go without it because you're not in the mood? And that's where the sacrifice is. And that's comes where the sacrifice is because it's the same thing. It's the same thing for men. Figure out a way to get myself in the mood because to it's then the same, spring it on you. It's the same thing for men. Like, you guys expect us to do things that you want to do even when we're not in the mood. And if we're not doing it, you say that what? We don't put no effort. We're not trying hard enough. And then we have to do it. Right. So it's funny because I'm looking at our rundown and it, it's one of the questions asked is, do, do you figure out any surefire ways to get in the mood when you're in a hurry? I don't know. That's a you thing. That's a me thing. That's and, a you and, thing. And, and, and let me tell y'all, sis, my sister's out there. Um, if you're looking for surefire <laughs> sure ways, I think it was at one of the the live shows I mm -hmm. shouted out um, one of the this, this young lady that I met at the Monference um, mm -hmm. last year, and she has a sex toy stop, shop online. Yes. So I literally sometimes yes. just I, I had hit her up a while back. I said, send me a couple of your bestsellers. So <laughs> that send way, me a couple of your best send me a couple of like, what's your top three, four, five SKUs? Send them to me so I can right. experiment with them because I'm I'm going to be completely honest. There's sometimes that I have to go to my little bag of tricks, and this is something I'm planning to activate more because you know, new year, new me, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm trying to activate this more. So it may require me to like get myself going first. A little mm -hmm. bit, just to even remotely get myself into some kind of I got of a question. I got a serious and question. And that should be work. I got a serious question. This is a question that I'm, I know I'm going to ask on, on behalf of all men, right? Mm -hmm. When a woman says she wants to be monogamous, does she know what that entails by asking the man that she wants to only want to be with them? Or does she feel, I want him to be monogamous and only want to have sex when I want to have sex? That's a serious question because I mean, men don't know. We don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, naturally, no. I don't think it's a thing where you're just like, I don't think we we realize maybe, I, well, I can't speak for all women, but me personally, 
first of all, I'll always say that I don't think I was adequately prepared for mm-hmm. marriage, being mm-hmm. with one person. Like, I, there's a lot of shit that I just did not know. And that's mm-hmm. something that we talk about now actively through, like, DeVal's Truth and Kadeen's Truth on my blog, where mm-hmm. we're going to be kind of recapping the past 10 years of our relationship and, like, how everything started, what our mindset was when we mm-hmm. first started dating to, like, when we first decided that we were going to get married. Mm-hmm. I felt ill-prepared for that because I really didn't have... Like, now I understand the value in having, like, a mentor, someone who's maybe a little older than you right. that can really say, you know what, sis, this is that, this is what you have to look forward to. These are some of the things that you may have to do when you don't want to do them. Right. One thing I remember my mom saying to me prior to getting married, she was... And, and she said it from a place of, like... She kind of just threw it out there, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure where it came from, but mm-hmm. she was just kind of like, just don't start any bad habits that you don't intend on keeping up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant because I don't. It could have been with sex. It could have been with just been with a lot something. Of a lot of different things. Of different I don't know. Things, yeah. But I didn't think necessarily I was adequately prepared for that. So for me, I didn't equate monogamy and marriage to just having sex with my husband whenever he wants it, however he wants it. Like that's not something that I mm-hmm. was prepared for. No, it wasn't. So it's funny though because when I was getting married, all the married men said, "Be prepared to not have sex." That ass. They said, "Be prepared to not have sex." I was like, "That." that I said, "Y'all, y'all, y'all capping right now." That's because I y'all started capping. the bad habit of having it on and popping whenever you wanted it before that, and then we went ahead and got married and had kids. No, we and had we had issues with sex before we got married. That's true. We did. We had issues we with sex. Before we got they married. weren't like but the to same me, per se. I don't think but... it was. I don't think it was the whole marriage thing. I think it was be prepared to not have sex once you decide that you want to be with one woman. For the rest of your life, oh. or you're trying to be. Monotonous. So it wasn't like, oh, be prepared to like not have as much sex once you have children or anything. It was just no. like through the course of your marriage, the, being the with course, one person. Right. Mm-hmm. And then no, but then when they said once you have kids, forget about it. Mm-hmm. People did say once you have kids, forget about it. But <laughs> listen, I've heard I've heard things change over time, and you find your, maybe in my forties I'll find, your, find something like I don't. But I'm gonna be honest. In. I don't I think so. I don't think it's just the forties. I, I I look at our life the past three years. We've gone through a lot of change. For sure. Because you were pregnant and then pregnant again. And then you were dealing with postpartum. Then we were going through transitions with our careers. And then we were moving. So realistically, there hasn't been any consistency for us to even get in a routine. Like a lot of these things that we listen to, things that would help, have a routine. Right. What is our routine, we, we We don't have one. And our routine is arguing about this stuff all the time. Yes, we argue about <laughs> that, this at least twice a week. That's the only thing routine about it. At least twice a week. So it's funny to hear you say that because I feel like that, in turn... Because I be trying to figure out what the problem is. ...supports me a little is. bit. Man, I think that supports me a little bit because it's like you saying, Kadeen, I will admit that in the past three years we really haven't had any routine with anything. So I feel like that's in turn you saying, okay, Kadeen, I kind of sort of understand how you might feel. Maybe we can... Listen, Things will look better. <laughs> in I've the always next said few I, years. I've always said I understand how you feel. That doesn't mean that I'm trying. I'm not trying to push for change. And I think that that's what the problem is. I like to talk things out while I'm trying to figure things out. I'm not blaming you. I'm not trying to take the blame. I'm trying to figure out what the issue is. If we can figure out what the issue is, we can work together. The problem is once we talk out what the issues are, you tend to get defensive, and you feel like I'm attacking you. But my thing is, is like. If you can take compliments or you can take me praising you for things that I think that you do greatly, you should be able to take the criticism when I think that you can do better. I don't get defensive, I don't think. I know you always say I get defensive, but sometimes 
the defense is not really me trying to just back my opinion or my views. It's just being frustrated or just being like feeling helpless in that moment. Like, I understand that. Damn, you know what I mean? It's not me trying to just defend the way I feel all the time. And you tell me that all the time. And I hate when you say I get defensive because I can I can feel free and I should be able to explain the way I feel about something without you thinking I'm being defensive. Not being defensive. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. I, I hear that, but I mean. There are people who say they, and this is the truth, that they appreciate that I pre- I love my wife, but they don't feel like I give a fair portrayal about people who who do want sex more, need sex more from their partner. They Since feel when? Like, Did I always talk about that, y'all? I do talk about <laughs> it, but I praise you a lot more than I talk about our deficiencies and what we have. And then people feel like, well, they figured it out. Mm-hmm. And we haven't. No, we haven't. And, but we have figured out something. Just for the record. Like for example, and you mentioned it, the closet thing that mm-hmm. you that you started doing mm-hmm. was freaking dope. Mm-hmm. Because through the closet thing, I felt like it became spontaneous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I felt like it was like random. It almost felt like the hunt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like like the kids would be going for a nap and you would give me a look and you would walk away somewhere and then we would go have our time there and we would be trying not to get caught by your mom and that that reminds me of <laughs> right. what it's like when you're dating for sure and you only have a little bit of time between classes or oh, absolutely. before your roommate comes back those are always college. the best part and the, just for a quick context if people don't know about the closet it's just a thing that Deval and I have now where mm. I'll like either give him a look or I'll shoot him a text message if I'm in another room and he's downstairs or something and I'll be like meet me in the closet and that brings me down to things like you know a mm-hmm. quickie like <laughs> we were looking at um, fatherly.com which is funny I yes. felt like it was necessary to look at fatherly because we're trying to look at it from the father perspective like things that men struggle with with getting their wife back after having children and like how how to be flexible with that so for example having a wife that her body has changed she doesn't feel good she's going through postpartum Mm. she doesn't want to be touched because she just had a whole baby in her and then it's now breastfeeding like there's so Mm. many things to take into consideration so on the site it did talk about breaking it down to a quickie quickie. so being flexible um, Mm. moving the furniture (laughs) if there's a way moving the furniture or finding a closet or a room well I mean we did Um, move the furniture the other night did we in the den in front of the TV. Oh, we did. That was a good one. Yes. Yeah, that little ottoman was yes. popping. Yes. It was popping. It was a perfect height. Uh, but it it's also a perfect t- height. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then also to being prepared for walk-ins, so like having to lock the door, which and we don't yes. have locks on our doors. We don't have locks room. on we need our a, doors. We need a lock on our room door. Um, but having locks on the doors, being prepared <laughs> for the kids busting in is there a quick way to for you to, for you to maneuver so that they don't catch the you, blankets. you know, in the act the or something blankets. like that. Um, so that's just funny because, you know, there's a different ways according to this this website, fatherly.com, that tells you how you can kind of deal with it. And then there's also, you know, getting a babysitter or just if you have the means to do that, just allotting the time. And that's when it almost becomes like a scheduling thing. So sometimes scheduling doesn't seem as fun because no, you I feel like you have I don't, it I don't takes think away it's a schedule. I don't think it's a scheduling I think it's I think what you said is very very important right because you have so much other things going on and your body does work differently for you than it does for me sex isn't a, as a priority so when you're putting around cuz I've already admitted that we already don't have enough time for the things that we need in the day the things that we want always fall to the bottom mm-hmm. so if it's not a priority because your body is just not there it's always going to be at the bottom. But I think it's also being cognizant of the things that your partner may need, mm-hmm. not only just the things that you need, and say, you know what? Let me just find this quick little six or seven minutes, mm-hmm. to, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that they're taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that we often, as people, lose sight of our partner while we're doing going through all the things that we have to do as a family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I, like I said this the other day, I was so focused on building an empire, doing this, that I forgot the most 
important part of being a father was time mm-hmm. and the time I spent with my son. It's the same thing with my wife. I spent so much time trying to provide and make sure you have everything that I forget the time that we spend as partners. And that's not just the time that we spend having sex, but it's also the time we spend where I listen to you talk about the things that are important to you. Us going out on a date, away from the kids and letting you be a woman mm-hmm. and not worry about being a mom. Which and is having funny, those yeah, times. because I know some people struggle with, especially maybe first-time parents, mm-hmm. g- getting out, being with each other, and then still talking about the kids. Right. You know what I mean? Which is like, which is probably one, do of, one of the surefire ways. Like, I used to do that in the very beginning. Well, yeah, and when still, they were newborns, yeah, when they were newborns, you did. And then by the third child, you're just like... Okay, Jackson, let me FaceTime me real quick. Text me. <laughs> Text me if y'all good. Y'all good. Right. Everybody's breathing. Nobody's bleeding. Great. <laughs> but, you know, that was right. something that we had to learn, too. So, you know, I think first-time parents probably deal with that, especially moms who are very attached in the beginning. And mm-hmm. being able to say, you know what, I'm going to take a night to just really focus on my husband or focus on my wife or yeah. my significant other, how, however it works out for you. And being sure to just let that. So, you yeah. know, what it also leads me to is thinking about intimacy and like the the definition of intimacy and how that can change throughout the course of your relationship intimacy intimacy for us is not just sex intimacy can can be that because it's not just having a conversation you're right right exactly so it's also and it doesn't have to even be physical you know what i'm Mm. saying like sometimes the intimacy is just in being able to like sit with you talk to you look at you in your face like some of my favorite times Mm. with you is date night being able to just look at you across the table Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? Sometimes you're like, I'll sit next to you. And I'm like, no, sit across from me so I can actually just look at you. Right. And that's sometimes great because it gives me a chance to really just like look you in the eye and just have conversation like right. we used to. We don't have a lot of that time because so much of our time is consumed with rushing here, rushing there, you know, yeah, tossing a kid your way. When or you like got three kids. Toss the keys. Like Somebody always has somewhere somebody to go. Somebody has something to do. Like we're going to be leaving here to rush Jackson, you know, to, to his martial arts class. Like it's just... It's just always That's something. Every day. It's literally every day. It's literally. Um, but I think as the kids are getting older, it's starting to get a little bit easier, would you say? I think for me it is because I feel like I'm finally starting to kind of get my body back. And, you know, I'm feeling good about myself. I've been working out lately, mm-hmm. really trying to, like, take care of myself internally and externally. Um, do you think it's gotten better as the kids no, get it older? No, it's, it's gotten way... First of all, our sex life is gotten way better than where it's been the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Especially because... I think you've gotten more confident with your body. Mm-hmm. I liked you and was attracted to you at the through the entire point. Like you always talk about how much you weighed. I think you got up to one seventy. I thought you were attractive at one seventy, and you didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't understand was how was can she, how could she mm-hmm. not see how beautiful she is right. when I can see it? Right. And I didn't understand that. Like that. Like when you say. You don't understand how someone can need that. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand how someone could not feel attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I thought you were beautiful at 170 pounds. It really didn't matter to me. I think you're pra- attractive at 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. really doesn't matter to me. I just think you look good. So, for me, it was learning the psyche of my partner while she's going through things. So, I think over years, you've gotten more confident with how you look. So things have gotten better. And feel, yeah, I feel like sure. we're starting to get in a little bit of a routine mm-hmm. with the kids because Jackson is in school. Cairo and Kaz go down for their naps at a particular time. Mm-hmm. And you're able to find your time and your space to catch naps. And lastly, I think that because we have some space mm-hmm. and distance, because you travel, I travel to film, when we do see each other, that electricity comes back. Right. Because prior to that, that. That hunt and chase almost. Right. 
Because yeah. now it's like, damn, I'm only going to see her before I have to fly back out. So we get it in in mm-hmm. those times where I know I'm not going to be back for a while. Somebody please so. cast Deval in a movie so he can, <laughs> he can go away for a little bit. <laughs> cast Deval so I don't got to have sex, please. Please cast Deval. Please cast Deval because I'm tired and I need a little break. How about that? But I mean, That's the it. good thing is that the, the intimacy is there. The attraction is still there. Yes. The intimacy is still there on different levels. Um, and for sure. And I know I, I feel like your role to me has changed a little bit mm. after kids for sure. Um, it's almost like you're like becoming, well, you've always been a cheerleader for me, but I feel like you have to kind of, you're a cheerleader for me in the bedroom almost, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I am. You're always coaching me up and letting me know like, you know, I'm still attracted to you. I only want to be with you. Like, so because that, that's I am helpful. though, because and the thing is I am, and I'm going to be unapologetic about this. I am not going to apologize for how much I love my wife and how much I physically want my wife. I'm not going to apologize for that because we hear so often when when women say, and I get these things, hey, I had a baby, I had two babies and I'm not the same and my husband doesn't look at me the same. He doesn't touch me, he's not affectionate. And I can understand how that could hurt someone. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm going to be unapologetic. I want you all the time. Like I do. Like that's just... I do. I think that you're beautiful. So I'm not going to be apologetic and say, hey, I'm going to curb my appetite for my wife. No. This is why I picked her to spend the rest of my life with. And I'm unapologetic. I want you, baby. It I is want what you, is. too. You're going to have to deal with I it. I just be wanting to cuddle sometimes, though. Can we just cuddle? I do be cuddling. But <laughs> when I poke you, that's not my problem. There's certain things you can't control. There's certain I things I can't control. I just want to cuddle under my <laughs> fluffy red blanket. I got this amazing blanket. I was just telling Tribble about it. Or was it Kristen? But yeah, I got a really great um, blanket that I just like to cuddle. And then cuddle is always turned into something else. But you know what? We'll take the good with the bad. <laughs> yes, we got to take the good with the bad. It's for called sure. bad. You see how she calls it bad, guys? Listen, <laughs> I'm standing up for us today, fellas. I'm going to get some heat for it. I don't give a shit. We got to talk about what we need in these relationships, yo. It's they fine. always say I'll get my they heat always too, say but to it's, us, it's all good. No, they always say to men like, you know, you guys need to be more vulnerable. Speak to your women. And then when we speak, I'm like, I don't want to talk about this no more. <laughs> you wanted me to be vulnerable and speak? I'm speaking on the things that matter because right. it matters to you, you as know what, well. You know what we should do this season? We should get you with some men on here. Like, how about I turn over my mic and my headphones to a couple guys to come in? I'm with and it. And y'all could talk about some stuff. I'm so with it. And then I think that would be awesome for like the ladies to tune in. You know? I'm so with it. So they could hear they could hear our perspective. To hear because the perspective. I got, I got some guys who are willing to be men. transparent. Right. You but know what but I mean? then I will say this. Don't listen with the intent to hear us say all the things you want to hear. That is true. Listen. You'll have to put that as a disclaimer in the very beginning. Yes, you have to listen so that you can hear how we honestly feel. Right. Because what happens is, is when people tend to speak about how they honestly feel, it may not be what you want to hear. So you get upset about it. Mm -hmm. It's not my problem. If you honestly want to learn and you want to get an insight to the perspective of your significant other and what they may be going through, you got to be willing to listen. For sure. And that's that's the bottom line because you, you're going to do your woman's episode mm-hmm. and I'm going to listen. One of the greatest things that I've done since we started this podcast was listen to Sham Booty. I listen to her a lot because I want to understand that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've become a better husband because now I understand the things that can help you in that process. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, look at you always learning. I love that. I'm trying to learn. I, I honestly am. I'm trying <laughs> so to be a better version of myself. So when you have you guys up here, I'll be sure to listen to you so I can hear from other men. Because, of course, I'm only hearing your perspective all the time for the most part. You know what right. I mean? Um, but that may be helpful as a woman to listen to it and just try to... I mean, I mean, I agree with everything or I may not take everything right. from it, but it helps to know. That's the whole point of this, guys. Exactly. Right? 
And yes. you know there's a point to ads, right? We got to take a break for that. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a whole point to that. Niggas got to get paid. <laughs> for sure. Well, we're going to take a quick break and move into listener letters after we get into some ads. So stick around, folks. This for the record. There it is. A win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All-American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. All right, so we went into the email box to see what you guys were submitting to deadassadvice at gmail.com. <laughs> you want to go ahead and read the first list of letter, babe? All right, let's check this out. All right. So here's my situation. I've been with my now fiancé for a total of seven years. Within those seven years, we've welcomed two kids. I am lonely, and I don't feel like I have a partner. I feel like I have a roommate. He comes home. We talk about bills, the kids, and the news. I've spoken to my partner and explained my love language to him, which is physical touch and words of affirmation. I explained to him that I am lonely, and I need those things because that's how I connect with my partner. He blows me off and says that I'm too needy. I speak his love language, acts of service, and receiving gifts. I make sure the house is clean, and I don't bother him. He says that I let myself go after having kids, and he's a visual person. But even when I'm dolled up to the nines, he doesn't react. I have a vision of us. I want us to be a team, and I want to feel the feels, but I just feel like we are separate, and there are no feels. Oh, this to is make things worse, yeah. yeah. To make things worse, my previous partner gave me an STI, one I can't get rid of, so uh, can't get rid of. So when I told my partner this years ago, way before the kids, and there was clearly a misunderstanding. I recently had a flare up seven years later, and reminded him he realized he misunderstood, and now I am like a walking disease, and he doesn't want that. He doesn't want. Uh, he's been tested and doesn't have it. What should I do? I've never felt so lonely in my life. Should I call off this engagement? Oh wow! Wow! This is really deep. Um, based on wow. what she says, it sounds like he may he may have an issue. If he says it was a misunderstanding with the STI, yeah. Um, I think it may be a misunderstanding that he was not aware of. Yeah, and that might be the root of this entire thing. It right. seems like that may be the root of it. And maybe he feels a little deceived, or I don't know. When he says it's a misunderstanding, I'm not sure how it was a misunderstanding. Right. But right. Um, in that being said, maybe that's the reason why at this point he's maybe a little distant. You know, well, I wonder if he felt deceived before because they have two kids. I don't know whether he she explained that before the kids or after, but if they had two kids after, mm -hmm. that means he was still 
you know. And they've been together for seven years, and then she said she had a flare-up seven years later. So I'm not sure of the time frame there, but um, it seems like he kind of disconnected a little bit or clocked right. out. It seems like there was it, a disconnect. And it could have also been too, um, you know, once you have children and you're you're working, <laughs> and the, the, there's the bills, and there's like there's certain routine, monotonous, like mundane things that always have to be right. dis- discussed. You know, like for even right. for us, like Deval just like, all right, it's close to the first of the month or the fifteenth, and we you have discussions goes. about like the bills Absolutely. like nobody wants to sit and discuss bills because you know that's right. that's just kind of daunting after a while and then you know the kids are the kids of course it's unavoidable and then the news but um his, fa- his failure to acknowledge your love language right. Right. i think is probably also another big issue too right um so everything else aside him not putting forth the effort to just try to at least give you a little bit of what you require, I think is an issue, especially if you guys are looking to just do this for like the long haul and be married. I agree. If I, if, if, in listening to Kadeen explain that, my biggest issue was that him disregarding your feelings when you've mm-hmm. been transparent with him. If you've been transparent, he says, hey, babe, I'm going to work towards it. Let's do this together. That's one thing. When he says that you're just needy and disregards you, that means that he's not willing to put in the work. And that's an issue now is going to become more of an issue later on. For sure. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think that um you may have to make some decisions about where you want to move forward because ultimately you don't owe anybody anything. It doesn't matter if you have children with them or not. You have one inalienable right on this world, and that's to survive by any means necessary. And the second right is to be as happy as you can while trying to survive. So if this person is not going to try to help you be happy in your survival on mm-hmm. this planet, I say you just cut your cut your losses. Right, and then maybe figure out a way to co-parent and, you know? Yes. So that at least the kids can grow up in a healthy, somewhat co-parenting environment. So, good luck to you, sis. Yes, ma'am. All right. Hi, Kadeen and DeVal. On to the second question. I've been in a healthy, strong relationship with my boyfriend for a year now. He's 26 and I'm 23. The only thing between us that hasn't been good is sex. Sometimes it feels amazing and sometimes it just doesn't. At the end of it, most of the time, I feel unsatisfied. My boyfriend straight up asked me if I felt like the sex between us is whack. And I answered yes. For clarity, he's the second person that I've ever had sex with. And before him, I can say that I wasn't very sexually active. Mm. I acknowledge that I haven't been sexually free with myself, meaning I don't really know much about my own body. There we go. This issue has made us question whether we're a fit to be together, Mm. but we don't believe in breaking up without trying first. We love each other and made a vow to commit through it all. The greatest thing about this is that he acknowledges our struggle and as a man is willing to do anything to fix it. I would appreciate any advice on this. Love you guys. I think that they're on the right path. Yeah. Like listening to that was so dope because he's acknowledging that he's acknowledging that he feels that there's a disconnect and he asked her right. what she felt. And right. she was honest and said, yeah. Right. But then she acknowledged the fact that there are certain things that she doesn't know about herself. Yes. The fact that they're willing to do that and, and be committed to each other, I think, is a, a recipe for success. For sure. You know? It's pretty mature of them. for it her. Is. And then 23 you, 23 and 25? 20, 26 and 23? For sure. I mean, like you said, to piggyback off that, I think what stood out for, for me that was highlighted in this whole thing is that I don't really know much about my own body. As a woman, I can say... There's so much to learn about your body. Absolutely. So much to learn about what triggers you, what turns you on, what turns you off. Right. Like there's so much that you should learn about yourself 
externally and internally. Right. And then you can kind of guide him and let him know what you like and what you don't like. Right. So this might be an actual fun exploration process for you Yeah, both. absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, to see what you like and try different things and, yeah. try and, you know, see if it means that there's just more touching and feeling going on. I mean, I think Shan's book would be great for them to even take yes. a look at. Um, yes. Or even like her Instagram page, that would be great for her to look at because that also too will give you a little bit more insight as to things that women typically want or realizing how you may be different than another person. Some of it is down to anatomy. Yes. Like just looking at your anatomy, looking at your vagina and, and saying, you know what, and understanding why it works the way it works. And you can potentially unlock some amazing things once you know what you like. And and listen to professionals. Don't just run with misconceptions of what you think could be wrong. I've done that. And I know Kadeen has done that. Mm-hmm. And I've learned things recently, like in the last couple of months, by by reading Shan's book and, and listening to some of her things she has on YouTube about Kadeen's body. I was like, yo, I thought this whole time I thought it was mm-hmm. me. Or this whole time I thought Kadeen was just this way. And then I found out. For sure. And then I tried it. And then and we I had discussions it. about it. Yeah. Like he and I were very open about it. And I wasn't funny about it. Like, oh, don't go sit and watch right. no women talk about other women's bodies and whatnot. Like, no, I think that that was actually very gratifying for me to know that he took the interest to know, okay, we can step this up a notch or we can do things differently. How can we do that? Um, so go out. And, and it's also to maybe learning what to not, not take in as advice. For example, I had spoken to a friend of mine a little while back about, you know, her husband watching porn and right. just trying to just like reinvent that or, <laughs> right. you know, Try reenact the same, things he's the same thing that he's seen on porn. And she's just like, what is this? And he's just like, no, nah, I was watching this video and the, the girl seems she li- like she liked that in the video. <laughs> and I'm like, half of that is acting. Like, you know right, what I mean? Right. You have to kind of take some from it and then, you know, apply it where you think is necessary. But also to, I think, the, la- the, the, the lines of communication that the two of you have right now at 23 and 26 um, is pretty healthy. So keep it up and try some new things. You know? and, and I think it's important for you guys to know that this conversation that you guys are going to continue to have about each other's bodies and learning each other is not going to end. And this is part of the reason why it's important for us to continue to have this conversation so that people don't feel like, well, I've done it and it didn't work and it's it's over. Mm-hmm. Because that's this that has never been an ending point for Kadeen and I. Yeah. You know, it's always been we have so many other aspects of our relationship that we adore and love and want to build on that we're not going to let sex be the sole thing that completely ends us. We're just going to keep working at it. And um, this exam- this question is an example because I always get questions like, hey, DeVal, I tried what you said and hey, the shit didn't work. So and I'm like, well, the shit didn't work for me neither because me and Kadena still <laughs> trying to find ways. So the if fact that they're talking about it, just just keep working at it. And yeah. that's the best part. Kadena and I argue about it and we debate, but we have great sex. And I think that in parts true. of it, we have great sex because we're constantly trying to figure each other out. <laughs> yes. Like the puzzle and the we process. We channel that frustration yeah, in, the, in the other ways. Yeah, the puzzle and the process just makes it great. we definitely don't have bad sex. We have amazing no, sex. We but do. it's just sometimes the route to get there is a little tricky. Yes. You know, it's a little yes. tricky. So keep at it, folks. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, don't be shy. Go ahead and email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. Yes. All right. Moment of truth time. <laughs> um, my moment for truth on, on this episode is very simple. Okay. Learning your partner never stops. Mm-hmm. People look at us and based on what they see, feel like we figured it out. Right. And I'm here to let people know that we're still trying to figure it out. And we're still in love through the process of yes. figuring it out. Like, true. I adore this woman. I appreciate her. I know she loves and adores me. But 
we're still individuals trying to balance our personal needs and personal wants with our collective needs and For wants. Sure. And the best part of, of this aspect of life is in order to be great at anything, it takes an immense amount of sacrifice. So if you're trying to be normal or natural or say this isn't normal or natural, then you're right. It's not normal or natural. Mm-hmm. But nobody has done anything great by being normal and natural. That was like a two-folded moment of truth. I like that. It's my moment of truth. Very nice. And I love you. And I love you, too. your fine ass. <laughs> I love you, too. Your tights on. <laughs> I wore these on purpose. These are my good tights. All right? these are the, <laughs> you know, there's levels to the tight game. There's the leggings game. There's levels to it. So this was a good one today. Um, but I think my moment of truth is something that actually just clicked to me actually through our conversation today. And that was when I talked about my list of things, like where sex fell on the total pole. Mm-hmm. And I joked about there being a subcategory when it came to sex and like mm-hmm. different like bullet points underneath that. I never thought about adding to the bullet points sex as it pertains to DeVal or sex how DeVal may view it. I always was just like, well, sex is not important to me like that. So mm-hmm. it's just not up there. But I think I need to do more of the considering like, okay, it's not important to me right now in this moment, but how might DeVal feel about it in this moment? Uh, I appreciate that. I you know, because yeah. I'll, be, I'll be honest and I'll admit that as frustrating as I get sometimes with this whole back and forth that we go through, like I can say that I probably don't pay enough attention mm-hmm. to how you might potentially be feeling in that moment. So that's my moment of truth. I want to walk away with that and just let people know or let the listeners know, like, it may be worth it for you to really investigate how and why sex or intimacy or lack mm-hmm. thereof, um, how it falls on your partner's list of things for wants and uh, needs and trying to maybe see if we can shift it up back and forth a little bit, you know? That's what's up. I think that'd be pretty dope. What do you think? I do. I think it's dope. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Be sure to follow us on social media. That's I am Deval. And Kadeen I am. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe. Thank you, folks. Deadass. Deadass is a production of Stitcher. We are produced by Jackie Sojiko and Denora Pena. Our executive producer, T-Square. Our associate producers are Tribble and Kristen Torres. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our studio engineer and original music is by Brendan Burns. And last but not least, we are mixed by Andy Kristen. We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please. <laughs>